I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Uh, there was quite a kerfuffle in the Carolinas uh, in the last uh, 48 hours or so, and I, I thought this would be an appropriate time to visit with a good friend of mine named uh, Brett Jensen. Uh, Brett Jensen is a tremendous news anchor and reporter, a news reporter, I should say, not an anchor, and he's a, a, a terrific host. Uh, also on WBT in Charlotte, alongside me. Um, Harris Teeter, a very famous chain of grocery stores uh, here in the Carolinas, they're owned by Kroger, uh, has now emptied their shelves of certain drink koozies, those foam things that go on your uh, can of beer or soda or what have you, um, after a North Carolina state congressional candidate criticized the fact that koozies had gun images on them. Brett Jensen joins us now. Uh, Brett, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good to have you here. Uh, what what exactly is 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 going on here? Have we gone stark raving koozie crazy? First of all, thanks for having me, Brett. So, it's Harris Teeter, as you mentioned, is is a very huge and popular grocery chain in the Carolinas, very large, and it is owned by Kroger. And she took a photo of koozies, and one of the koozies had, um, you know, the symbols that we always hear. You know, give me liberty or give me death. You know, and one of the one of the koozies had an eagle flying, and instead of sitting on a branch with mm-hmm. its talons, it was holding a shotgun. Okay. And the other one was a cartoon drawing of Thomas Jefferson that said, um, arms change, rights don't. And in one hand, Thomas Jefferson's holding the Constitution, and in the other hand, he's holding a machine gun. And so she said, hey, look, 100 people die every single day, innocent victims, moms, dads, daughters, brothers, sisters, teachers, nurses, students die every day, uh, innocent people of gun violence. This is not... Um, appropriate to be having in grocery stores. And so Harris Teeter said, hey, look, we'll, we'll, well, Kroger said, we'll reevaluate. We'll take it under advisement. And then moments later, Harris Teeter said, yeah, we are aware of this. We're looking into it. And then late last night or yesterday, Harris Teeter said, yeah, we're taking these off all our shelves. And, you know, but the problem is when Christy Clark that's her name. She lives right. in the Mecklenburg County, which is the county that has Charlotte, North Carolina in it. Mm-hmm. When she put her tweet out about Harris Teeter yanking these off her shelves, at the very end of her tweet, 
she puts something that very few people would notice unless you're inside the fish tank, the fishbowl, and that is hashtag NCPOL, which is short for North Carolina Politics, which is what you put if you want the media to see it or all the people that have something to do with politics see it. So she made this grand gesture of getting this, get this off our shelves, it's bad, it's bad decorum, and then she made it all about political grandstanding. Okay, so she CPOL. So she is she is uh, uh, openly running for a, a North Carolina state legislative office. She's obviously a gun control uh, uh, person, right? Maybe a freak. Uh, it, this is this is a lot of the typical stuff. But here's what I don't understand. I go to supermarkets, you know, on a very regular basis. I I, I know where. You get the beer. We got the beer in the wine aisle and things like that. You know, some some markets around the country also sell hard alcohol too. But you 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 go in there. I wouldn't know where the koozies were. I wouldn't know where they would be posted. I wouldn't have the time, the energy, or the wherewithal to go through the koozies on the rack and see which ones offended me. This to me feels like somebody somebody must have tipped her off or told her. That look at how offensive these because this is not like a flag or a banner when you walk into the supermarket and there it is next to the grapes and the apples. And this is in the corner somewhere with the with the styrofoam uh, uh, you know chill boxes and the uh, the, the little uh, Bartles and James bottles. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I full disclosure, there's a Harris Teeter um, about. 400 yards from where I live and I go there probably three days a week. And I honestly don't know if I've ever seen koozies. And if I have, I haven't paid any attention to them. And, but, and and so you're right. Either someone else saw it first and then showed her about it or whatever, or someone from the inside showed her about it, but she went on. So she was elect. She's a Democrat and she was Mm -hmm. elected for the 2019, 2021 cycle. She uh, or 2020 cycle, she lost her election in 2020, and so now she's running for re-election. So she served one term, one two-year term before losing her seat to a Republican, and so now she's running again um, up against that, you know, up against the incumbent, wanting her chair back, um, her seat back. But when she was asked by some constituents here, on uh, you know, she said, "Well, you know, they said, well, you know, alcohol." kills 400 people plus right. a day, either by abuse or DUIs. And she right. basically gave a word salad of, well, I recommend that you contact Terrace Teeter, but people choose to drink alcohol. They don't choose to be shot. And then literally just a couple of days ago, like within two days, 10 miles from where she lives, a five-year-old boy, a 13-year-old, and a father were all killed by a drunk driver over the weekend. 10 minutes from where she lives. And so she made it sound like that was by choice and the gun violence isn't by choice. And then she turned off her, where her comments on her Twitter account, shut it down. Right. Yeah. On. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then her opponent cited this out at her saying, Oh, well, obviously she's not for free speech. And then she, um, shamelessly allowed her comments to be turned back on many hours later. So it is, uh, but again, she outed herself by a, that it was all about political grandstanding because she included the hashtag 
North Carolina politics. That's all it was about was political grandstanding. Okay, but then there's another component here, though, Brett, and, and uh, visiting with Brett Jensen uh, here on, on the Dana show. Uh, gun rights, this is a comment that she put out last night. Gun rights extremists have long attacked women who speak out against anything related to guns. It's the norm, sadly. I've had enough of the gun violence that is plaguing our country. I won't shut up, and I won't be deterred by four-letter insults. The reality is... It, 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 you you are celebrated if you're somebody who's running around calling for gun control and gun siege. Look at Beto, right? I mean, he's he's like a, a folk hero to the left. It's actually people like Dana and other folks who are who are women who are proud of their Second Amendment rights. They're the ones that take all the incoming. It's not the people that want to be gun grabbers. It's the other side of the equation. Well, and, the, and here's where the disingenuous part is. If she's saying that people who are Second Amendment, you know, people who love their guns and collect guns or want their guns, whatever. She's saying that they only attack women. Are they saying that the, pe- the people who are pro-Second Amendment don't go after the men, the better O'Rourke's of the world? Is, is that what she's saying? Well, she's saying, she's saying that if you're a woman. Women. They are, so apparently they only go after and criticize the women who That's criticize right. Second Amendment rights. Apparently they don't criticize better O'Rourke. Correct. Who who beclowned himself a couple of weeks ago uh, in, in Uvalde? Uh, it, it, it's 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 a really an incredible thing. And and given the fact that her constituents are suffering because of uh, a number of issues, including uh, the the the, uh, the impacts of inflation, uh, high gas prices, all that kind of stuff, she's now she's on koozie patrol. She's out there uh, patrolling the uh, aisles and the halls of the markets, looking for the koozies that may offend. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if people may may at some point want to just send her pictures of, of the koozies they have and ask if they're approved or not. You know, what, what it is what we're supposed to uh, be accepting. Uh, it's, it's absurd. If you can't take the heat, get out of your old leisure wear. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better, thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. And with dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool, from lounging at home to summertime fun. And that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. Tommy John fanatics call the cool cotton wireless bra, quote, super comfy and breathable, end quote, and rave, quote, extremely comfortable. I don't feel the need to liberate myself the minute I get home, end quote. I love wearing my Tommy John Henley because I like how it feels. You should get Tommy John, too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop TommyJohn.com slash Dana now for 20% off your first order. Get 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Dana. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dana. See site for details. And I am Brett Witterbull in for Dana on the Dana Show. It is uh, great to be uh, with you today. What do you say we take a look at Quick Five? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Disgraceful as uh, tweeters are sharing the contents of a bipartisan gun bill supported by over a dozen Republican senators. So as you know by now, most likely, uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas led negotiations on the Republican side, uh, passed last night, 64 to, th- 64 to 34, in a procedural vote clearing the way for the bill's final passage. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer expects this bill to pass by the end of the week. 
restricting your gun rights. The U.S. Senate voted Tuesday to advance that bipartisan uh, gun control bill. The vibe in the Senate was so positive that Chuck Schumer even gave Susan Collins a fist bump. So said Igor Bobich. And uh, while we're at it, uh, Cornyn overheard on the Senate floor by the same Igor Bobich, quote, it's only 80 pages long, so how long do you need to read it? Uh, This is the sort of stuff that makes the worst policy possible. You now effectively enacted a de facto nationwide waiting period for gun buyers between the ages of 18 and 21. This is going to be a mess, and this is going to end up uh, costing, I do believe, uh, the Republicans come November. You know, in Afghanistan, cave is a noun. But in the United States Senate, cave with the Republicans is always a verb. Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, for his part, is slamming politicians for not doing more to prevent gun violence. They don't give a blank about our children, says John Cougar Mellencamp. He's slamming the lawmakers. The small town singer uh, criticized politicians over their responses in recent days. Only in America can 21 people be murdered and a week later be buried and forgotten with a flimsy little thumbnail vague notion of some sort of gun control law laying on the senator's desks. Okay, John, let's find out how good it's going to get in cities like Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, et al. Are we going to suddenly see an explosion of safety and security? Likely not. Why don't you put that in your uh, pipe and smoke it? Hey, if you were looking to take a trip on a new Dominican Republic uh, airliner, no good. A passenger jet from the new low-cost airline from the Dominican Republic crash-landed at Miami International Airport on Tuesday evening, bursting into flames and injuring three of 126 people on board. One of the interesting things about Not necessarily this flight from Red Air, but about uh, the flights that are not taking place around the country and the the slowdowns. Turns out a lot of it's being driven by the jab. That's right, the jab, the, uh, the mandates that came out that told pilots and flight attendants and workers that they had to get the shot or they'd be fired. Now suddenly the airlines are all suffering the lack of folks who are out there able to service the public. Wondering how that's going to get fixed. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a positive mess. Gas station manager who raised over $20,000 to make up for a mistake that cost him his job says the company refuses to accept the money. He's trying to make it good. He's trying to fix it. The mistake uh, cost his company $20,000. It's because he lost his job after mistakenly charging 69 cents a gallon for gas. Company declines to accept the funds, saying that the GoFundMe was misleading. Gas station manager who raised the funds to pay back his employer after mistakenly setting the discounted price said the company will not take the uh, the money to try to make it good. I, I, I think the guy deserves credit for that. That's a huge thing to reach out and try to pull off here. Finally, um, no, you don't want to be known as Elon Musk's kid. That's if you're his child who seeks a name change in an effort to sever his ties. Elon Musk's transgender daughter has filed a request to change her name in accordance with her new gender identity and because she wishes to no longer live with Elon Musk. Are you sure? Are you positive? And he's got billions of dollars. I think you may want to try to fix that. You may want to be with him. What are you doing? Are you out of your mind? I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show. Plenty more. Well, speaking of, a, of an emperor, speaking of an emperor that reminds me a whole lot of Caligula, 
we look at the prime minister just north of us. Take off, eh? That's right, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Now, you look at our economy. We've got inflation. We've got um, a recession potentially happening. We've got supply chain challenges. You've got the exact same stuff going on in Canada. What is Canada doing to deal with all of this? Banning single-use plastics, including grocery bags and straws. Now you're saying, wait a minute, Brett, that was a very hard left turn you just took us in this car. You're telling us about, about we're not in a recession, the economy, there's this, there's that. And I just told you that Biden's answer is going to be a tax holiday for gasoline at 18 cents a gallon. So what's Canada doing? They're going to ban single-use plastics, including grocery bags and straws. The ban includes checkout bags, cutlery, straws, and food service wear made from or containing plastics that are hard to recycle with a few exceptions for medical reasons. Ugh. Wait, so when I go to the supermarket and get wings, when I go to the supermarket and get the salad, I don't know why you'd want to get the salad uh, at the uh, salad bar at the supermarket where, where people have been sneezing and coughing all day long, but, you know, maybe that's where you want to get your salad. I don't know. Um, what are you going to put your salad into? What are you going to put your food products into? How are you going to procure the meat, assuming Bill Gates still lets you have some? Where are you going to procure that meat, and how are you going to store it so you can bring it home? Are you just going to carry it Fred Flintstone style, like a big brontosaurus uh, hawk over your shoulder? How are you bringing that home? How are you transporting this? Well, this is going to go into effect December 2022nd, and the sale of those plastic items will be prohibited as of December 2020. Oh, they're giving you a year to use up all your plastic. Canada is banning the manufacture and import of single-use plastics by the end of the year, the government announced on Monday, in a major effort to combat plastic waste and address climate change. You have people that are worried about the economy, of people that are losing their jobs. What is it going to do to force restaurants, mom and pop shops, sandwich shops? Uh, wh- what is it that you're going to give people their burgers in? How are you going to? So let's say you and I decide to go out and get a delicious bowl of ramen. But we want to get it to go. We want to go back to our office, sit down and slurp up that ramen with the uh, with the sliced egg and the pork and the hot and spicy spices and of course uh, the, the the chopsticks. How am I supposed to transport my bowl of hot ramen in my car to take it back to my job so I can just slurp like a maniac there while I'm while I'm dealing with co- clients and customers? Am I supposed to travel everywhere with my own bowl? How does that work? It's just the kind of nonsense. That these progressives engage in. Get rid of the plastic. Don't worry about the recession. Everything's going to be cool. We're going to give you a tax holiday. It's nonsense. Don't accept it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Okaloosa County, Florida, in which a Mississippi man was arrested after the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said he threw meth, 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 into a deputy's face, sending said deputy to the hospital. So he gets pulled over, gets stopped, deputy's talking to him, and suddenly, blam, pow, you got meth getting thrown into the cop's face. 
Todd Adams was arrested after deputies, or as they say in certain parts of the South, deputies. Uh, Todd Adams was arrested after deputies pulled him over for a traffic violation Sunday, June 19th at Racetrack Road. Deputies discovered that Adams didn't have a driver's license and smelled marijuana coming from his car. The wacky weed. Adams ran from deputies after he was asked to get out of the car, according to officials. When a deputy tried to shock him with a taser, Adams grabbed the taser and threw meth in his face. Adams was later found hiding under a trailer with taser probes still attached, according to a Facebook post from the Okaloosa Okaloosa County Sheriff's Department. Uh, This is a series of bad decisions. I often say this is not bad decision number one. This is bad decision like number 47. Uh, Having the meth, getting pulled over, fighting the cop. Throw in the meth in the face. Now we're seven bad decisions into this. And he's probably 400 bad decisions into life. Deputy searched his car and found 147 grams of meth, 12 hydrocodone pills, 76 grams of codeine syrup, and marijuana. He was charged with a battery on an officer, etc., 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 including resisting. All those drugs. All those drugs. Clearly, the man was transporting the Hunter Pack. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. That's a great and evergreen point about just about every legislative solution that Congress comes up with, which is more funding when the problem is structural. The problem is efficiency. This country is so and I genuinely mean it when I use the word decadent, that we cannot perform basic functions no matter how much money we throw at them. And Uvalde is sadly a very good example of that. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.